Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Nobleman Podcast. We're continuing our tailgate tour series featuring uh, speaker Josh Turner. Josh is a church planter. He planted New Life Community Church in Louisa, Virginia several years ago, but he now serves as the director of church planting for SBC of Virginia. He presented this message at our Danville tailgate in the spring of 2021. At times in our lives, we all feel like failures, and Josh is going to help us understand that we may not have started well, but with Jesus, we can finish well. Whatever it is, God can help you turn your situation around. And guys, pay attention all the way to the end for an invitation to help us hit the road for our fall tailgate tour. Um, guys, we're going to get a treat tonight. Josh Turner is a friend that it's, it's kind of funny because we heard about each other for years, I feel like. Uh, Josh planted a church in Louisa that uh, just flourished and and grew, and uh, so now he's the church planting team leader, church planting strategy team leader for the entire state with the Southern Baptists uh, of Virginia, and um, so he's coming tonight to bring us a message. He loves to speak to men. As a matter of fact, I always find that guys who grow churches, pastors who plant and grow churches, really... It happens because they take seriously the priority of investing in men. And uh, so I know that's what's happened here at Hope. And I know that's what happens in other flourishing churches. So Josh Turner, come on up and uh, bring us a message from the Word tonight to, uh, to follow Gary. All God right. Thank you, you. Thank you, Mike. I, you know, I've never preached on a tailgate. If you don't mind, I'm just going to set my Bible right up hey, here God, on the tailgate. You want to move it out closer or anything? No, this is good right here. This is excellent. Hey, so it's good to be with you. Sorry, you, you, many of you might be disappointed. You're thinking Josh Turner's going to be here. Man, we're going to hear Long Black Train. We're going to hear some great music tonight. And let me just tell you right up front, you're going to be disappointed because I can't sing a lick. And so, uh, But I am super excited to be with you here tonight. Pastor Brian, thank you for having us here tonight. Mike, thank you so much for investing in men. And I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life where I felt like a big failure. Anybody with me today? A big failure. In fact, probably one of the biggest failures I've ever felt like happened yesterday. My son's been trying to kill a turkey ever since turkey hunting started this, this year. Turkey season came in. He's been on it. He's been excited. Hadn't been able to bring a bird in. And he's been super pumped. And in fact, I think it's getting a little bit to his head. He's, he's taking this thing really, really serious. And so he came home from Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. He came home from Virginia Tech <laughs> just this weekend. And he says, I think we're going to kill a bird this weekend, Dad. Would you go with me? I said, absolutely. And so yesterday we went out, got up early, got ready to go, got all our stuff ready to go, got out of the truck. And man, they were lighting the woods up. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I mean, right when you get out of the truck, you know it's on. And so we found us a tree, set up our decoys, and, and man, it's going to be awesome. And so I started doing a little bit of calling, and they, they responded, about four or five of them, actually. They were scattered around, some over here, some over there. Man, you know it's going to be a, a good day when that happens. And so uh, about about 30 minutes into it, this gobbler caught hold of us, and and he started coming in. He was getting a little bit closer. And, and my son and I, both of us, we, I mean, we were shaking like a leaf. We didn't, I mean, it was just like, I could see him. He started breathing heavy. And, and then all of a sudden, the, the gobbler must have lit up 20 yards from us. And all of a sudden, our heart, I mean, it, it, just, it just started beating right outside of our chest. And I told him, I said, look, now, when you, when you see the bird, go ahead and shoot him. We know it's a gobbler. We know he's coming in. This is going to be it. Don't hold back. 
And so the gobbler started coming in. We heard him coming. And I'm sitting there. And, and man, it's on. And he's lighting the woods up. And he sees the decoy. And he's coming right in. And I'm sitting there waiting. Any minute now is going to be a shot. Any minute now is going to be a shot. And I'm looking at him. He's got the gun up. He ain't pulling the trigger. He ain't pulling the trigger. And that bird kept on walking. And we saw it kind of disappear a little bit below a hill. And bird kept on walking, kept on walking. And he never shot. And all of a sudden, just as quick as it started, it was all over. The bird just kind of disappeared just like that. And we looked at each other. I looked at him and he looked at me and I'm like, what happened? What, like, what's going on? He said, I was waiting for you to tell me to shoot. I said, look, I told you, go ahead when you see the bird. And all throughout the rest of the day, him and I just looked at each other. It was like, we're just a bunch of bumbling idiots out there trying to kill a turkey. I think we're, we're actually the turkey. And so quite honestly, guys, sometimes when we're out there, sometimes we just feel like failures. I talk to a lot of guys and they say, Josh, you know, I'm just feeling bad about being a father, feeling terrible about being a husband. I I just feel like I've let so many things down in my life. Well, this afternoon, tonight, we're going to talk about a guy that we know was a failure. He was a complete failure. It's in the Word of God. He's in the Word of God. And what we're going to find out is this complete failure even though his life was completely wrecked, his life was completely messed up, God was able to turn his life around all for the good. In fact, if you have your Bible, Mark chapter 5, have your phone, whatever, Mark chapter 5, we're going to read verses 1 through 20. 1 through 20. The Bible says, They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat... A man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. The Bible says in verse 3, this man lived in the tombs. Now I'm telling you, you got a bad life when you got to live in the tombs. When you live in the cemetery, that's about as low as you can get. The Bible says no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. This guy was probably the strongest guy you'd ever meet in your life. He was strong, he beat people up, he broke chains. No one could bind him. Verse 4. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Verse 5. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. Let's just stop right there for a moment. This is a guy who had no hope. This is a guy who, for all intents and purposes, was a complete failure. He was perhaps in the darkest place any man could ever be in his life. I mean, when you're living in the cemetery, that's, that's a bad life. When you're cutting yourself, that's a bad life. This guy was in a dark place. No one wanted to be around him. He was a loner. I don't know anyone who wants to grow up living In a graveyard, that's their dream. But then in verse 6, everything changes. And by the way, how many of you know when you meet Jesus, everything changes? Everything changes when you meet Jesus. Look at this, verse 6. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, and we know by reading through the story, This was the demonic influence in his life. The demonic chains that he was in bondage to. Those demons were speaking through him. 
And they said this, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion. Legion would be about 6,000 Roman guards. And he said, For we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send him out of the area. Verse 11, A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, Send us among the pigs. Allow us to go into them. And he gave them permission, and the impure spirits came out and went into those pigs. And the herd, about 2,000 of those pigs in number, rushed down the steep, steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and the countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. That guy was living in this dark place. That strong man who was cutting himself. When they came, they saw him sitting there dressed. And thank God he was in his right mind. And they were all afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man. Word got all over the town that the man that was possessed, the strong man living up in the graveyard, something had happened to him. He was now in his right mind. And they told him about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. And as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus, let, let me go with you guys. Well, Jesus didn't let him. But he said this, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how He's had great mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And the Bible says as a result of what happened on that day, all of the people in that city were amazed. For all intents and purposes, that city experienced revival as a result of a changed life, as a result of what God had done to that man. What do we need to know about this story? What can we possibly take home today? Here's the first thing. Here's what we know. This guy didn't start well. But he sure did finish well. And I don't know about you, but it's more important how we finish than how we start. You, you, some of you may be here today and you've never done all the crazy and dumb and stupid things I've done in my life. But I'm grateful that I met a man named Jesus who completely changed my life. Listen, it's not how you start, it's, it's how you finish. God wants to change us in an incredible and power, powerful way. I remember a guy in our church, he was a state trooper. His name was P.T. Spencer. Now, P.T. Spencer had a reputation of being the hard state trooper in my hometown of Louisa, Virginia. In fact, when you're 16 and 17 and driving all over town, you knew who this guy was. He was hardcore. By the way, anybody here ever have any run-in with the cops? Oh, wrong crowd. Sorry about that. Boy, P.T. Spencer was a tough guy. P.T. Spencer spent a lot of years, several years, several tours in Vietnam. 
PT had seen a lot of crazy stuff in his life and every now and then he would tell us stories about all the, the dark things that happened while he was in Vietnam. Well, I remember as a pastor, one guy came to me one day and he said, Josh, have you heard about P.T. Spencer? I said, no, what's going on? They said, well, it's, it's kind of sad. His wife, of all these years, his wife, Faye, she's, she's dying. She's in the hospital right now dying of cancer. And Josh, maybe, maybe the Lord would just prompt you to go see P.T. And I'm like, I ain't going to see P.T. Man, the only thing I could picture was this guy in fatigues, rocket launcher on his shoulder, helmet, all this stuff. I'm like, no, 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 no. I've, I've, no, I'm, no, I can't do that. And you know, the, the further I got away from that, the more God convicted me and said, you need to go see this guy, P.T. Spencer. The Lord, I began to wrestle with God. I don't want to go see P.T. Spencer. <laughs> He's going to kill me. He's going to at least cuss me out. I know that. Oh, I remember going to the hospital. And I remember walking up in that room and had my little visitor patch on from the hospital. And I remember walking in and I remember seeing this, this man back toward me kind of sharing with his wife a little bit giving her some water and and just taking care of her and i remember walking in and i was shaking shaking in my boots ready for him to turn around and fire on me or something well i remember i said mr spencer and he turned around and he said oh hey josh i've been waiting for you to come you have oh god this is it this is going to be it. No, no, no. I've heard of what God is doing at that local church that you started there in Louisa. And I've actually been thinking about God and thinking about certain things in my life that I need to come to terms with. And, and I, I just, I'm really thinking about God. I said, you are? I was like, are you sure about that? You know, and all this. Let me make a long story short. P.T. Spencer eventually came to know Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. P.T. Spencer's wife, before she died, came to know Jesus Christ as her personal Lord and Savior. P.T. Spencer served in our church for over 10 years in the children's ministry at New Life Community Church in Louisa, Virginia. Oh, listen, P.T. didn't start well, but I'm telling you, he finished well. And P.T., several years ago, went home to be with the Lord. He's in heaven right now. But I'm just reminded, guys, it's not how we start, it's how we finish. If God can change this guy, he can change anybody in the world. The second thing is this. Here's what I'm reminded of. There's always hope in Jesus. Always hope in Jesus. Maybe you've got some guys in your life that you're like, man, they'll never get saved. They'll never, they'll never come to Christ. They're, they're, they're too far gone. Anybody ever been there? Well, all of us have that side of our family, right? That we're like, oh man, man, they ain't never coming to know Christ. And in fact, at all the family reunions, when you come, they say, here comes Brother Josh with his Bible. He's going to knock me in the head with a Bible. Here we go. And I always think those guys will never come to know Christ. Listen, there's always hope in Jesus Christ. My twin uncles were alcoholics and drug addicts their father my grandfather was an alcoholic he died when he was 48 years old my age from over drinking and had eventually had a massive heart attack their whole life they were in trouble my uncles were always in jail just that whole side of my mom's family was always in trouble in fact i remember when my uncle made somebody mad one of his drug deals had gone bad 
And in Stanley, Virginia, where he grew up, this was happening all the time. Drug deals gone bad. I remember he made somebody so mad, they took a car. And while he was sitting in his apartment on his sofa, this guy took a car and drove it through his apartment. And he was on the sofa just gonna, going up against the wall. That's, what, that's how they settled arguments back then in Stanley, Virginia. Oh, I remember my uncles were in so much trouble. Eventually, my uncle had come to the end of his rope. And he registered in a program called Teen Challenge. Teen Challenge, a place where you can go and hear about the gospel of Jesus Christ and find help for your drug and alcohol addiction. Eventually, my Uncle Billy came to know Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. And yet, even today, he sits on the back row of his church listening to the gospel. Every Sunday, he's in church. Listen, there's always, always, always hope in Jesus. Who's the guys in your life right now that you're praying for? The guys in your life right now that you say, oh, I don't never know. I don't, I don't ever think that they're going to come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. God can do anything. If we'll just share the gospel, some will come to know Him as Savior. But then lastly, here's what I realized. What did the guy tell Jesus? What did the guy, what did Jesus tell the guy to do after he came to know Christ? He he wanted to get in the boat with Jesus, but Jesus said, No, 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 no. Go back and tell your people, your people. How many of you have some your people in your life? You know what I'm talking about. Your people. Go back and tell your people everything that I've done in your life. Here's what I know, lastly. Helped people help people. Listen, if we've been helped by the power of God, if we've been saved, if we have the good news of the gospel, it only makes sense that we share that hope with all of those around us. The people that we have influence with. Maybe the people that we hunt with. Maybe the people that we play sports with. A lot of people need Jesus Christ. A lot of people need to have the hope that comes only through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whether it's football or basketball or hockey or whatever, here's what I've noticed in any ball game. That's why I like March Madness. I love the end of the games. In fact, many times I just watch the end of the games and, and see the great endings to some of those basketball games. Here's what I've noticed. As time runs out, players begin to play with more passion. Players begin to play smarter. Players begin to do things you don't see them doing in the beginning of the game. Can I just tell us today, man, time's running out. We're, we're not promised tomorrow. Let's make sure we share the gospel, the hope of the world. If you've been helped by the power of God, it just makes sense to share that good news with other people in our lives. My prayer tonight as we close out would be this. That person in your life that God has put on your heart, that man, that other person, maybe this week, God would put on your heart maybe to give them a call or give them a text. Just tell them you're praying for them. Just pray, pray, tell them you're there for them. You know what they're going through. And just ask the Lord to, to give you a harvest. Listen, if God changed this guy's life, I'm telling you, He can change anybody's life. Amen? Father God, today, Lord, all through our lives, we 
feel so much, many times like failures. But God, as we know and have learned through this passage of Scripture, God, it's not how we start, it's how we finish. And God, help us to leave a legacy, a gospel legacy, with our friends and family and, and co-workers. Thank you, God, that there's no addiction too strong, no chain too strong, that, Lord, you can't break. So, Father, we pray tonight you would give us strength and power to share the greatest news ever, that Jesus Christ loves us and died for us and rose again. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Folks, did any of Josh's stories resonate with you? Are you a guy who didn't start well but wants to finish well? If that's the case, it may be time to reach out to Jesus. Or if you know Christ, it may be time to get a little bit more serious about pointing others to him. Check out the show notes for more information and connections with Josh and some tools to help you share the good news of Jesus Christ with others. Also, check out noblewarriors.org for updates on our fall tailgate tour. We're hitting the road again to connect with guys across the state. We want to point men to Jesus and encourage them to launch small groups. You can help us connect those dots. We're asking friends to help us pay it forward by making a donation to help offset tailgate expenses. It costs about $1,000 to put on a single tailgate. We'd love to go into the fall with all of our tailgate expenses covered so all income from the fall tailgates can help us serve churches beyond those events. Will you be part of helping us hit the road to connect men? Visit noblewarriors.org, connect the dots, to help us connect the tailgate dots. That's noblewarriors.org slash connect the dots. God bless you, folks.